1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast, where we watch me put on a lot of different outfits on my night elf, uh, and occasionally do other things as well, like, you know, talk about Blizzard and its games, I guess, if that's what you want, fine, do that. Uh, With me this week is my fantastic co-host Ann Stickney, Ann, how you doing?
0: I feel like if Blizzard released a mobile game that was basically just a dress-up game, I would be playing that for, like, the next five years
1: and what have i done to you ever in your life that you would suggest (laughs) this i'll never sleep i'll never have any time to do anything with my life i'll just be i'm just saying
0: at some point at some point animal crossing pocket pocket camp is gonna lose its appeal and maybe i need a backup and i feel like you know i'm
1: terrified that this is actually something they're gonna do because you know they're working on mobile stuff and I'm absolutely terrified they'll either come up with Pokemon Go, but World of Warcraft, or... The, oh, if they did that, it, I would be so lost. Yeah. I'd just
0: be like, okay, sorry, bye, I'm going to be hunting battle pets for like now until the rest of eternity.
1: The <laughs> most terrifying part would be trying to figure out what part of Azeroth they map to my area. mm so, mm-hmm. like, you know, where am I? Where, where is this part of the world considered to be? Where, well, part you know, of the reason the Pokemon Barons... Go
0: works so well is because it's like it's taking maps and um, points of interest that were already marked from another game that Niantic was doing called Ingress. So, oh, like, please, God, don't talk about Ingress. My wife will hear you. Okay, so they ported all of that over, though, and all of that information and the maps and everything that were established in that game—that's what Pokemon Go uses as its template for the Pokestops and things. So, I don't know what Blizzard would do to do something similar. Although I don't think that they'd like try and do a direct copy. But like I said, um, yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would play a dress-up game just to play a dress-up game. I'm just saying. I'm just imagining,
1: it. the best part would be is if the, <laughs> if it ported back, if, like, the outfits and stuff are, like, ported back to your character, so you dress your character up, and then you log in, and your character's dressed up, I, I would be like, oh, God, I'll never get anything done with my life, but, yeah. Yeah. For, before before anyone at Blizzard hears this idea and goes, hey, uh, let's do some top stories so that I have a chance of having a life. <laughs> um, okay. go with the first one i'm going to go with is actually the first one that's on this list which is a huge change for me Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you guys heard about this but there was a pretty big bug in wow classic where you could you could use layering to basically clear a dungeon and then you'd be on the last boss you could then pop it to the next layer and the boss would respawn and you could just kill him again and avoid having to get through any of the trash to get to him again and you could do it over and over again you could get around the whole thing where so many instances because technically speaking it was counting it as the same instance so the instance limit was completely gone too so people could literally just farm this one boss over and over and over again without having to clear to him at all
0: for like rare spawns and things like that so like if you wanted the flute off of hearth singer or something like that you could just like camp at his spawn point and hop layers to kill him over and over and over and over again or if the boss
1: has a piece of loot you particularly wanted, or even just to make money, there were reports of some people making like a hundred thousand gold doing this. And uh, if you don't know, if you haven't played WoW Classic, a hundred thousand gold in WoW Classic is a huge amount of gold.
0: It is unheard it of. Is,
1: yeah, a, a epic mount in WoW Classic is like what a
0: thousand gold? I think originally it was two hundred or something like that, and then they bumped it up because they changed riding skill or something it was you used to have to pay like out the nose for riding skill and then the mount itself yeah. was kind of inexpensive and then i think they switched that around yeah i'm pretty sure and it, if they're by, using by... 1.12 then yeah the ride the the epic mounts are probably 900 or somewhere in there so
1: that that's the biggest expenditure you're going to likely to make and it's that it's like it's around a thousand gold so a hundred thousand gold is an enormous amount of money for WoW classic it, it's it's server economy ruining for for, the, for people to be able to do, uh, and so Blizzard, you know, figured out how to stop it. They 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 hotfixed it. They're also suspending people who who abused it. And there's been some controversy about this. But I, I gotta say, I feel like going to play Wild WoW Classic in the first place, where it's a game about playing the game the way it used to be. Like it's tr- it's trying to be a faithful recreation of the old game. And then cheating, it's like why did you do that? Why go through that? The whole point of this game is to have the old experience and then you deliberately circumvented it to make yourself money and get items that's that's not the whole point of this the whole point of this is to have that experience then you just went around it for no reason i mean obviously the reason was to get that stuff there was
0: um was it kyvax i think it was kyvax who like posted more about um what was going on with it or maybe it was lore uh one of the blues one of the blues posted more about it cuz there were a bunch of people who were like it's just a creative use of game mechanics duh, 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 duh. and they're like no there's there's a distinct difference here and the difference is you find a bug and it's a game breaking bug and you go oh this is something i shouldn't be doing and you report it and you stop doing the thing um and there's also like when you're talking about game mechanics and that kind of thing it's it's like accidentally Doing something that doesn't seem out of place at all and getting a result that seems like, oh, this is this works. This is the way things are supposed to be. There's a difference between that and deliberately doing something that breaks how the game operates and using it. To farm things for your own personal... Like these people knew they were doing something wrong. They knew they were doing something wrong. This wasn't a creative use of game mechanics. You're never supposed to farm bosses like that ever. And you had to do a very specific set of things that were weird to make this happen. I don't know what those things were, but that's what they were saying. They were like, it was was an out-of-the-ordinary thing that you had to do to make this occur. And these people knew that, you
1: know, one thing if they did it once, you know, you, you, you do that random thing. It works. It spawns the boss again. You're not sure what's going on. You kill the boss again. And then you're like, what was that? And then you, you do the weird thing. And then it boss again, at that point, you know what you're doing now, you know, that you're, that you're doing it. You're making him respawn. He's dropping loot. If you just start killing him over and over again, now, you know what you're doing. It's not like you did it one time, said oopsie and reported it to Blizzard. You're deliberately farming this and not reporting it. Because obviously why would you report it if you're farming it? You know, it's I gotta say the, the idea that it's just creative game game mechanics or the idea that it's well it's Blizzard's fault for leaving the bug in. It's like, guys. Come on. That's like if your parents parents get (laughs) mad at you for, you know, you drive the car, you wreck the car, your parents get mad at you and you go, it's your fault for letting me take the car or it's your fault for letting me have a cell phone that I was talking on while I was driving the car. No, man, not how it works. And it's certainly not going to work on Blizzard. They're not going to be like, oh, you're right. Totally. That was our, our bad. No, they're, they're going to suspend you. they Or well, like when take... you're
0: 14 and you take the car for a joyride and wreck it, even though you don't have a driver's license, but you say it's your parents' fault because they left the car keys on the counter. Yeah. No! <laughs> you and know from the case... moment you pick up those keys that you're doing something wrong and bad. And if you don't, you're an
1: idiot. <laughs> yeah, and with this one too, the other thing is, is Blizzard is absolutely capable of just going and taking everything you got away. They have records of all the stuff you do in the game. They know where you got all those items. They know where you got all that money. They can take it, all of it. They, they have no problem. They have, It's completely within their, their purview to do that. They have absolutely down to the wire. They know everything you've got. Then they can I take don't it think it that time. they
0: said what they were going to do to these players. I don't no, think they've said... But I'm like, saying they can mm-hmm. do
1: practically anything. And there's
0: really... You can't be surprised. I feel like... I it feel like rubber, you so. ban them from classic. You're done. You aren't playing with the spirit of classic in mind. You don't need to be there. You're done.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I and I mean, maybe not like a permanent ban, maybe like a six month ban. And if they really want to play again in six months, they can. But uh, yeah, you don't mess with something as fragile as a new economy that's just being built on these servers because they haven't been out that long they haven't been out that long at all honestly the economy thing that kind of leads into one of the other stories though I guess doesn't it um, the gold selling thing yeah absolutely it does if you want to go take the lead on it because you mentioned it guess what you're supposed to say what What? gold sellers are a thing again <laughs> <gasps> gasp The <I> gasp <guess. laughs> I I produced this email. I know that. I um I can't say that I'm surprised. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not at all. I no had hoped that Blizzard would have a way to kind of prevent this. And they do. It's called the Wow token, but they haven't incorporated that into Classic. Uh that's that's the reason why you don't really see uh gold sellers anymore is the yeah. token kind of effectively killed it. I knew they were coming back the second they announced
1: Wild WoW Classic. I knew they'd be gold sellers again yeah. because that that's the, the the way they got rid of them was to create the WoW token and to make gold something you could you could do through them. Yeah. So yeah, I knew it the second the second they announced Wild WoW Classic, I knew we were going to And see it. the weird part is like long.
0: we're getting we're, we're getting like comment spam on our website which we haven't seen since like the old website, really? Yeah, no, it's um, it's amazing. It's it, it is like a th- a time machine
1: has opened up and taken me back to 2009. You buy cat feels-
0: 600 sk? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why? Oh my god! <laughs> how old am I? What is happening? No, it's it's. I mean, okay, we aren't getting the floating corpses, so that's good. But the thing is, is like, we're still getting the spam, and I. I, I would have thought that they would have had more in place to kind of prevent this and they do sort of but not really because there are still people out there who are farming like mad again and they're probably super happy that they can do this for money again and yeah it it's a thing it's a thing that came with the old game so on the one hand I'm like Oh, the gold sellers are back because that's part, yeah, of, the... And it's
1: part of the experience you know? on the other hand
0: it, it's it's a nuisance it absolutely is a nuisance. It's a nuisance for any website that has anything remotely to do with World of Warcraft. Because well, they will come into reply. the comments. And they will spam. And they will come into the game. And they will spam there. And they, yeah. It's weird that they're, like, well, plus, already. I
1: mean, do you remember, like, trying to do something, let's say, in Tear's Hand? hmm Back in the day. And oh, you we couldn't used to, get it done?
0: Yeah. We used to use, um, Tear's Hand was, that's where we used to farm gold farmers. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. We, we, That's
0: what you end up having to do. You when have I to was end in, up having to kill them. Uh, during Classic, uh, when I was playing my Horde character, I was in a PvP guild, so we mostly did battlegrounds and stuff. But every now and again, to blow off some st- steam, we would go do this thing that we called Gold Farmer Farming, which was basically we would go into Tyr's hand, we would find a Night Elf, just one, that was repeatedly killing Scarlets or whatever, and we would kill them. Like we would flag, we would deliberately flag because if we flagged, they wanted to kill us. So one of us would go up and like flag and then the random night elf would kill or like attack that person. And then all of us would come out of nowhere, swarm and kill that dude, right? And we would do that like a couple of times. And after the couple of times, they would respawn somewhere where we couldn't see them. But what we could see was we could see them yelling. In chat they would yell And then about Maybe two minutes later There would be this swarm of like Hundreds of them come from like We didn't know where they were at They were just quietly killing the same mob somewhere I don't know but they would all come to Tears hand and then we would fight each other And I guess Maybe you could call that cruel for like Interrupting I mean obviously these people are Working in God only knows what conditions Or anything but I think They kind of enjoyed it Cause it was like a once in a week like reprieve. They were sort of defending what they were farming, <laughs> but it was just fun. Yeah, we just yeah, did we would that. We do
1: something similar except that we didn't. We, we would actually have to have someone go in and like be flagged, and would like be like the stalking horse to get them to, to attack. But yeah, it was yeah. similar actually. But we didn't have. It was funny because they didn't do that that second part that you just listed where like you got swarmed by hundreds of them. They would just go somewhere else, but I think it's because Azjol was a different kind of server. Um, they would—they were like—they would go from Tears Hand. They would go over to Winter Spring, and you know that like the ghosts that just kind of float around that lake. Yeah. They'd kill them, and they'd kill the Yetis up in Winter Spring. So then, if you went to Winter Spring, they'd hop to—I'm um, trying to remember the name of it. There was that like high-level zone that was like really deserted, and it's a desert. And why can't I remember the Silithus?
0: Oh yeah, oh, they, yeah. Go to,
1: they go down to Silithus before the uh, the the newer stuff was put in, which I think in eight in one point. And WoW Classic has late Silithus, so it's got like the the abyssals and stuff. I had before like that...
0: random gold farmer best friend when I was um, leveling, because when I went to hit sixty on my um, first Horde character, I did most of the level sixty. I did a lot of that up in Winter Spring, killing things and there was this one rogue that would run around and try and sell me things only I didn't need like he'd open up a trade window to like try and sell me things and he didn't speak very much English but he spoke enough that like when I said no I don't need it he understood that and he'd like close the window and go off and do whatever but he used to because I played a priest he would come up to me and he'd go you buff so I'd Throw fort on him Because I mean he Asked and besides that It was kind of fun giving buffs to other players And then he'd say thank you And then he'd run off right and then he'd come back later And he's like you buff so I'd buff him And he's like thank you and he'd come back later Um Apparently he liked the fact That I buffed him and helped him out Because then he started offering Herbs and things for much lower prices At which point I did start buying <laughs> Off of him Cause I'm like, yeah, I need potions. Okay, cool. You're gonna you're gonna give me the discount because I gave you for it. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know whatever happened to that guy. He was cool. Um, <laughs> that that didn't
1: happen to me, but um, we should probably talk about some actual like current live WoW stuff because we got two stories for that. Yeah,
0: be. I know. We're um, like going into nostalgia territory. Sorry. Okay. So the moral of the story is, even if you're on WoW Classic, don't cheat. Come on. Yeah.
1: Seriously. Especially in WoW Classic because it's really antithetical to the whole spirit of the thing which is to experience it as close as you can to the way it was
0: and i would highly recommend not buying gold because number one people can steal your account that way number two uh blizzard knows what you're doing and if they see you doing it that's grounds to have your account terminated so yeah they can do that don't do it just don't do it it's okay go play the game as it was meant to be played that's why classic is back
1: guys Okay. So anyway, um, the next thing to talk about is that the Black Market Auction House is getting a whole bunch of new transmog stuff um, and other things that you can get, uh, including stuff like, remember the Tusks of Manoroth that dropped off of, uh, I think it was, it was originally heroic and then became Mythic garage. Um, Yeah. Those are dropping again. Um, There's a whole bunch of other stuff from that raid and from other raids in Legion too. Um, There's, the one that got me, however, is from Ordos. Uh, Everything Ordos drops is now going to be on the Black Market Auction House. Yep. So um, that's important to me for a very specific reason, which is my shoulders, uh, which have never dropped for me. And if you were watching the pre-show as we recorded this, they didn't drop this time either. Um, I was
0: trying to manifest it, but it just didn't work. Sorry. Nope. Uh, As long
1: as Steve Danuser exists, those shoulders will not drop. I know you're doing this to me, Steve. Uh, But no, seriously, uh, it's pretty cool. I think it's actually really cool that they're expanding the black market auction house and putting more stuff on it. Um, It hasn't really gotten a major update in a while, has it? I don't. I can't remember the last time it got updated.
0: I okay. When they moved it to, when they moved it in Legion, when they moved it from Draenor to the Rogue Hall, I remember seeing some new stuff on it, but not, not a substantial amount. Because mostly the stuff that you saw, like the rare things that you saw, it was still like cataclysm mounts and things like that. You know what I mean? They didn't have anything much yeah. beyond that. I don't remember I seeing any Warlords mounts on it. They might have been yeah. in the loot table, but I don't remember seeing any on it. So yeah, this is kind of a substantial update.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's like I said, it's pretty much everything Ordos dropped. So if you've been trying to get something off Ordos... Uh, at least now you know you can you can drop what's going to be a ridiculous amount of money.
0: I and, I have my hat already, but I'm really kind of um, secretly delighted that my name is going to be showing up on the black market auction house. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yep. <laughs>
1: cool. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there'll be even more paladins telling me that they got my shoulders. So yeah, that's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's great. Just great. Great,
0: great great. yeah great, great. but the other thing is is like they're also putting in the weapon enchants from uh sale and the midsummer fire festival so people who weren't able to get their hands on those can yeah. actually get those which is great is, because they were kind the of a random thing. yeah they yeah. were a random drop and then they are also adding uh the grand black war mammoth the one from Arkivon's vault like all the way back in wrath of the lich king that one's being added yeah yeah yeah, that one's being that one's being added as well and i'm like i'm cool with that i i farmed the heck out of that thing and the thing is is like most of these things i will continue farming the heck out of them if i want them just because i enjoy the process of farming but i don't mind that it's going on the black market auction house i think that's okay uh I wish yeah, that they I mean... would put the tiger back in the game because I would farm that. I would continue. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay for it. I would continue farming it from now until the end of time. Until it I'm dropped. actually <laughs>
1: surprised that that mount isn't on the auction house. Which one? The 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 Zulian tiger. It is. I'm actually really surprised. It's it's it is. Yeah, it is. I didn't know that it was. Okay, yeah, it is. Surprising. It's
0: it's. You don't see it pop up very often, and when you do see it pop up, it usually sells for, like, the max amount. Um, So, like, I haven't bought it there or anything like that, but it is available on there. It's just that I wish that they would also add it back to the loot tables in-game, because when given a choice between paying a lot of gold for something on the black market auction house, even if it's, like, you know, the max bid that you could possibly put in or whatever... Or farming for eternity. I will always choose the farming thing because it gives me something to do. I don't know. And I'm weird that way. I am admittedly weird that way. So
1: I've, I don't even I'll be honest. I don't even look very often at the black market auction house. The only time I was even tempted was when they had the uh, the Nax 40 items were on it. Oh, yes. And that's that was the only time that I even looked. Otherwise, I just I don't I'm not a big gold f- making person. Like, when I play WoW, I play WoW to kill stuff, and the transmog is a big part of it, and doing raids and stuff with friends is a big part of it. But I'm not big on, oh, I need to just make as much gold as possible so I can have it in case someday they put my shoulders on this auction house. It was just not a way I think. So, I don't have a ton of gold at any given time. I I usually have, like, most people I know have it, like, between 300,000 and 3 million gold, and I've got, like, uh, 30,000. Yeah,
0: I've got, like... About a million and a half, I think, but that's just on one character, like over all of my characters it's probably like two yeah and that's most most people I know do
1: do that kind of thing
0: yeah I, I don't just I I'm don't not do a lot of farming or anything like that I just it's that's the gold that I have, you know um there was a point where I was checking the black market auction house because it was in the rogue order hall, so I got like a couple of pets that i couldn't couldn't get to drop um I got a couple of pets off of there because I sniped them. They were real cheap. But that's the only thing I bought off of the Black Market Auction House. I don't think I bought anything else off of it that I can recall. I've bid on a couple of, like, transmog pieces, but they went way out of what I wanted to pay. Yeah, big
1: ticket items tend to go for a lot.
0: Yeah. But uh, we should probably talk about
1: the uh, last thing for our news for the week. The patch 8.2.5 update notes went live this week. Finally! We now know yeah, we don't know when it's coming out. They haven't actually given us a date yet. But we now know, for instance, that the the harvester mount, the honey I want to say the honeydew harvester, I can't remember its name, the the bee the bee mount. We now know, yeah, the honeyback harvester,
0: honey, yes, honeyback
1: harvester, yeah, that's coming in eight point two point five. We we already knew about the warden and Goblin models, but that's been confirmed. They're coming in. Um, they've put in the WoW's fifteenth uh, anniversary, which definitely means to me that it's coming out before November. Because that's when the anniversary is Uh, I think on
0: their Twitter they said Something about the next few weeks Uh, They were like before Before 8.2.5 Comes out in the next week Next few weeks Or next several weeks or something like that Um, Because the tweet originally said months And a lot of people were like wait Months? Ah! Yeah and then they Corrected it they corrected it they're like no it's weeks And I'm like yeah okay Because we're going to see this we're obvi- I think we're going to see this before BlizzCon. Yeah, I, I think would, we're going to see this probably like mid to end October. It's in the background downloader like right now. Yeah, so so
1: that's that's why I think I I agree with you. I honestly would be surpri- wouldn't be surprised to see it by mid October. They're, they're prepping for it. It's, yeah, it's September twentieth today as we're recording this. So yeah, I would I would definitely expect to see it three if you if you have three weeks from now you're looking at like mid October. And that would not surprise me enough time for people to, to get to see it and mess around with the stuff before BlizzCon. And uh, yeah, yeah, besides the, the anniversary is going to be basically different fights. They're like three bosses from different raids from the past. There's going to be the memories of Azeroth thing. It's it's the, it breaks up into the memories of fell memories of frost and memories of fire achievements and you get the Obsidian Worldbreaker for doing all three, and that's that's an it's an LFR. You can do the, the raid in LFR. It's broken up into wings, essentially. Yeah,
0: basically, it's... what's going to happen here is there's going you're going to relive raid encounters from Burning Crusade, Wrath, and Cataclysm, and each of these encounters will have. Three bosses in them, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so like that, they're yeah. going to be like their own little mini wings. Um, you'll need a minimum eye level of I want to say it's three eighty to get in. Three eighty,
1: yeah, three eighty is what they said. Yep.
0: Yeah, and if you complete all three wings, you'll get the achievement that'll give you the Obsidian World Breaker mount. I, frankly, I think this is cool. I'm glad that these are going to like be an LFR kind of thing where you can queue for the wings and that kind of thing. Um. Yeah, and I I think it's good because Mm -hmm. people
1: have been getting pretty upset lately that mounts have been on the store. Yeah. I think it's nice that we have a mount you can just straight up get, and you you don't have to count on it dropping. You just complete these three wings, and you get that mount. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to farm for it. You just get it. And I think that's pretty cool for people who want to get a cool mountain, don't want to spend money on it. or gold, whatever yeah. they, they
0: uh, The other thing is, obviously, everybody will be getting an anniversary gift. The anniversary gift, it comes with the little Nefarian battle pet, which I'm excited about because I have, like, the little Anixia, So I'm like, Yay! <laughs> their siblings or whatever right it also comes with a celebration package that increases your experience and reputation gain like we always get there's a reusable firework i think we always get that too the other thing is there's an item that's going to teleport you to the caverns of time you can only use it during the event though so don't get too hyped up about that but yeah it's basically in-game goodies and things like that that come with the anniversary gift i uh the other thing that i'm really kind of excited about is they are bringing back old school alterac valley so the whole korax revenge kind of thing it's it's a throwback battleground that's inspired by the earliest days of alterac valley it's not an exact replica because they don't want people playing matches that are like what like three or four days long (laughs) yeah it's like
1: (laughs) I, yeah when I said they were bringing it back before I found out about the changes I was like oh my god we're never going to leave we're just going to be there forever oh god yeah you can still see nobody's going to have this.
0: time for the raids because they're still going to be in all track
1: yeah
0: <laughs> they're going to get to the end of the event and they won't be able to shut it down because people will still be in all Valley. <laughs>
1: pick a winner guys because we're not stopping
0: <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's all coming in November, obviously. Like, and I and I'm assuming at the anniversary event, that's something that they're going to be like popping out after BlizzCon because BlizzCon isn't it November first? Yeah, it, yeah. It is. It's, it's like first and second. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I think it's what's likely is as you said that they're mm-hmm. going to do the anniversary event like right after BlizzCon. Um, what's also coming? There's some, a few other things we should mention really fast. Uh. There's there's a quest line that we, we're probably gonna want to talk about more in, on lore watch. Yeah. But we, there's a quest line that involves Rathion and the uh, Heart of Azeroth. I'm and, so happy. Yeah. That's that's going in. That's that's probably gonna lead into 8.3. We already know that the the war campaign's ending in 8.2.5. We don't know exactly how, but we know that it's ending. Um. We know about recruiter. It's friend being
0: already. touted as the final chapter of the war campaign. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? I don't know no uh, idea it hasn't yeah. even been on the
1: ptr you guys that's the crazy yeah. part it's not it's we we just do not know what's happening um but recruiter friend we already talked about that last week it's still pretty much the same party sync seems to be coming in separate from from the uh recruiter friend they made it sound like party sync was was part of recruiter friend but now it seems like it's coming in regardless like you get it even if you're not using recruiter friend and that's interesting uh we had talked about how we thought that's something they should do uh, yeah. The way the way party syncs working, it drops your level to the highest level that can do the content of your lowest level, like the, the lowest level person you're grouped with. I'm kind so, of annoyed about that. The thing is, is that I get why they're doing it because all that content scales now anyway. So rather than scale you to the exact level of your friend, they're just scaling you into a bracket, and that bracket, the, the content would scale
0: to that anyway. So they don't I have guess to so the mobs aren't actually gonna get like any easier or harder and it's not like you're gonna be able to one shot well, you probably will be able to one shot things just based on like, you know, the abilities you have and that kind of stuff, but it's like well,
1: the the thing is you're you're losing any ability you wouldn't have at that right. level as well.
0: Oh yeah. So it's right. not
1: quite okay. It's not quite as OP as it sounds. But it it's just interesting because they have so many different scaling systems layered on top of them each other mm-hmm. now that it is actually kind of confusing when they explained it and people were like, but that why well, do that? And it's like, Oh, but that content scales anyway. Oh, oh all right. I had forgotten that that content. Scales the other part that levels. I find
0: interesting is that, you know, if you're, if your friend is in original, wow, you'll scale to like level 60, right? If, if they're in that yeah. range, if you're in burning crusade content, it doesn't scale to 70. It scales to 80 because burning crusade and wrath are grouped together now. So yep. both birth burning crusade and wrath are, you will scale to level 80. Um, And And then the same for, like, the next one. Yeah, is 90. And then Warlords is 100. Legion is 110. And I still wish that they would group Warlords with Legion. Maybe they'll do that next expansion. I don't know. It's interesting that they haven't yet. Yeah. Because between the two, I would rather go play the Legion content, honestly. But, yeah. It's okay. I get it. I've had
1: enough time (laughs) away from Warlords that I don't have any problem doing it. It's just... But yeah, I get what you're saying. But the the point of being is that it's available to everybody, not just um, if you're doing Recruiter Friend. At least that's the way it seems to be from this. Uh, if it turns out that that's not, then we'll find out. But other than that, I'm trying to think, you know...
0: They're also much... um, relaxing level of restrictions in general so that lower-level players can queue for instance content like battlegrounds and dungeons in their level range, and then higher-level players can actually join them by having their level scaled down, which I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah. The other thing that I thought was really, really... Awesome, and I want them to do more stuff like this. And it's just this little note. It's this little note in between everything else and the eight point two point five stuff on the lo- in the Lunar Festival next year. You're going to be able to do a quest chain to help someone complete the rite of the moon and and help them uh, bless their staff of moon flowers. And in return, this druid is going to enchant your flower crowns, the ones you get from the Lunar Festival. So that they never die And you can transmog them year round I like this a lot Because they have been A lot of this holiday content Has been restricted So that you can only transmog to it During the holiday Um, One of the notable exceptions with this Was the Crown of the Fire Festival Because that came out like Before transmog was even a thing And you could just wear it all year round Didn't matter um, and you could transmog when they did come out with transmog, you could transmog to it whenever, didn't matter. Um, and a lot of people were like, well, why can't we do that with the flower crowns and stuff? I like this. I like the fact that they're making it a quest and something that you can unlock. It adds something new to the holiday and let's face it, the holiday hasn't had a lot of new stuff added to it in forever. And I wish that they do this for all the holidays. I'd be totally cool with that. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. At least
1: I think it's definitely a good idea to make the holidays stuff more appealing, because it's like, in the, why would I spend all this time grinding up all this currency for this holiday to buy this thing, and then it goes in the bank, you know, and I can't use it. So what's the point? Why did I bother? It goes why in the bank, time? or it
0: goes in the wardrobe, and then I forget about it for like the next yeah. twelve months. It's, I mean, come on, why not? make it something that's useful and i love that they're doing it via a quest chain like it's something you can unlock via a quest chain because that's new holiday content
1: yeah and if you care enough to do it then why shouldn't you get to do it you know if you don't care enough then don't complain when you don't get to do it you know if you if you're not willing to at least spend the time doing the content then you're not going to have the the unlocked you know the, the the flower crowns and if you do then great so yeah, I think it's, I think it's a pretty good approach in the future, and I would like to see them use it more often. Um, also, we should probably mention really fast: uh, Firelands is going on the Time Walking Raid schedule.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it's being yeah. added. Hooray! I guess if you like doing yeah. Firelands raids, I yeah, yeah. I have fond memories of the Firelands. Raids. I just
1: remember a lot of screaming. <laughs>
0: oh, I remember. Um. Do you remember when we had the paladin that accidentally pulled mm-hmm. the firebird yep. because he put down a mushroom chair to sit yep. in? It uh-huh. wasn't. It wasn't that he sat in the chair. It was the presence of the mushroom chair itself. Like he put it down, and suddenly everybody was in that in that raid was really angry with him. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. I,
1: I also remember trying to do the achievement and just hearing, uh, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Just his voice, like droning. Yes. Yeah you're losing any semblance of human emotion as the encounter spiraled further and further down the drain he was never mad he was always just really disappointed anyway yep all so that's pretty <laughs> much it for top stories uh which means we'll move on to do some emails uh, i got a reasonable amount of emails and we've got about 20 minutes so we'll see how many we get through uh if you have an email for the show um please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with a subject line podcast or BlizzardWatch, watch so we know it's for this show or you can hit us up on our discord server there's a patrons queue and podcast questions channel and we we look in there for questions as well for both the podcast and the queue if you're interested in that over on Blizzard Watch. So Ian's gonna read them for us so go ahead Ian whenever you want to
0: I'm actually going to jump to the second email here because I think this one's kind of fascinating. This one's from Emu- Emulin, who's a draenei maid on Farstriders, who says, Greetings, watchers on the Warcraft. So, playing classic has led me to make an observation, and I'm wondering if you guys feel the same. In classic, and also thinking back to when I first started playing during Wrath, the world feels bigger and more important than our characters'. I don't know when this changed, but it kind of feels like it started in Mists and definitely in Warlords. Anyway, nowadays it feels like our characters are bigger and more important than the world, and I'm not sure I like this change. Am I off base in this, or am I on to something? I know the same thing can and does happen in D&D campaigns, but D&D campaigns also come to an end. A few silver for your thoughts. Keep up the good work, Emmy Lynn. What do you think, Rossi? Uh, I felt more important than the world when I beat Illidan.
1: And then I went and stopped Kill Jaden from walking through the Sunwell and, and destroying Azeroth. So I think it's different for everybody. Uh, I definitely think there is a certain amount of feeling like you've gone from, I'm hanging out in, uh, like, next to an abbey in Northshire trying to get these wolves to stop bothering people, to I've stopped an elemental god from walking forth onto the world and setting it on fire. I think that's a progression that happens. Uh, and I think when you've done it enough times i think it was i think it was wrath when i realized that i had i had hand of a doll was my title i had it over my head at the time yeah and the guy's like and some of those who have been named hands of a doll have shown up and i'm like yeah i'm right here man what you want you want me to go stop some zombie dudes right Yeah, gotcha (laughs) and bol and bolvar's like it's you Thank God you're here, name. I mean, he said my name. You know <laughs> I remember you from Stormwind. Yeah. Like, ah, you're here to help again, as you did that time ago. I'm like, is talking to me, man. And that's, I I get, some players do bring this up. I've seen this brought up multiple times. I've seen it in the queue. I've seen it just in, on Twitter. There's some players who really don't like that idea that now, now they know who you are. Like, when you go to, like, you're playing Battle for Azeroth. I go to Stormwind and the king talks to me. He was like ah it's you hero you know, like we just uh, have casual chats yeah like like anduin and rin and i are on a chatty basis like like i am and i i like that i like thinking that i'm like rexar like remember when you played warcraft 3 and you oh. played the rexar campaign oh yeah rexar is become is the champion of the horde he goes in and thrall talks to him like a buddy and it's not that rexar and thrall spend all their time together or go like they don't go shopping together or what have you but i mean they might you know they both have the same taste in weapons at this point they both like axes but nevertheless it, it's that you are important to the world rexar is important you know rexar is the guy who's going to save the horde here
0: he's gone in and, and he's done so much stuff you yeah know.
1: and you have too. you know your character if you look at the stuff if you're playing at level 120 even if you didn't even if you started this character like say in Legion or in the case of the character, I'm literally playing as we stream this, uh, this, this night off warrior of mine, I, I, I created her just before the opening of Legion and leveled her through the Legion invasions that led into Legion. So sh- she hadn't done a lot of stuff before that, but during that leveling process, she fought off an army of demons and then, you know, did all that stuff throughout Legion to, to, to hold off the Legion and stop Azeroth from being destroyed by Sargeras. So she does kind of have a, a reason to be, you know, they should know who I am. So I don't mind it, but I do understand that for some players, they don't want to be the great big hero that everybody knows. They want to be just somebody. And I, I my first character, my, my human warrior, I thought of him as just somebody. Like I knew he, he was from Lordaeron originally. He escaped from Brill when when it became plagued. He went south to Stormwind and just kind of took a job as a mercenary because there wasn't anything else for him to do. And that was him. And that was all everything he did. And I played him right up to like ah uh, at least into like into like into Wrath. I played him, and he that was him the whole time. He was just taking jobs. That was how I thought of it. And so I get it. If that's how you want to think of your character, if you want your character to have a smaller scale, you don't you're not comfortable with the, the story being about your character as the, the the high priest or the archmage. Like that's legion, that was legion all over. You were that important. I think about it. your character was the X, you know, like, you know, the battle the battle lord or I forget what the paladin one was called, but it's like the high lord yeah. You know, uh, what was in the rogue the rogue, even the rogue order hall, you weren't like the the grand hypooba rogues, but you were a member of this like secret cabal of rogues that were like controlling the destiny yeah. of the world.
0: Yeah. You were a big deal. And if that they, they not... put you on par with like Valera and you know, like you were Garona. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like Valeria, Valera, Garona, Matthias Shaw, you. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> I, I I
0: I like and it. random I, I pirate don't... guy for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, you yeah. no.
1: anyway. for somebody else's PC. uh But like seriously though, I I do I do think there's something to be said for the smaller scale story, and that is the WoW Classic experience does kind of feel for most of the leveling of it. You do v- definitely feel like just one uh, one character in this great big world. But I think by the end of 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 the original game, I mean think about it. By the time you got done doing the raids. You went from one of 40 people going in to, to stop Ragnaros, who is the, the Lord of Fire, and then you go to confront like, the, the most powerful black dragon currently available twice, because you fight two of, of Nefarian's kids, and no one knows where, you know, not Nefarian's kids, no one knows where Neltharian is, so th- those are the two most powerful members of the Black Dragon flight. You fight both of them. Uh, you then go to stop a god. An in, old in god, encore. but a god yeah, nonetheless. God. Yeah, and then you, for an encore, you go to Zul'Gurub and you fight another god. Um, again, you know Hakkar is he's a god. That's what he is. Um, and then after that, for the finale of everything you do in this expansion, you go and and face the most powerful members of the Scourge, including Kel'Thuzad himself. So, basically, the like that...
0: the right hand of the Lich King,
1: you know. Yeah. By the end of level sixty if you do all the raid content available to you now, and keep in mind, there's plenty of dungeon content too. That's also pretty impressive. You do, you fight like worms of lack and so forth. There's lots of dungeon stuff. There. If by the end of all that, you're level 60 and you do all that content, people know who you are. You're the guy who stopped X. You're the woman who did Y. And that's just part of the game. And it's always going to be part of the game, but it's definitely hard to go back to that feeling of just being a cog when you're level 90 going through Pandaria and you've already done all this stuff. Canonically, you may well have stopped the world from dying like eight times at this point. Um, you do the end of, of Cataclysm, you've you've kept everything from ending. So yeah, I, I'm back and forth on this. I get what you're saying and I don't disagree with it, but I think that's just a, that's a nature of MMOs.
0: Reputation is just a thing. I think that for me, when it started feeling smaller, was when the raids went from forty people to like what was it twenty five and 10? 25 and ten, and even then was were there ten I don't there weren't tens in Burning Crusade well no wait yes there was there was Carazan. but all and of then the there other was raids all of the other raids were like twenty five to begin with and then you had Carazon, which was an odd number for some reason and. That was the point, I think, where all of a sudden it started feeling a little smaller to me just because you went from I am one of this gigantic pile of people who have done this thing to I am one of this much smaller group of people who have done this thing, and that makes you kind of harder to ignore, I guess. But I think. Wrath. I enjoyed Wrath of the Lich King. And one of the reasons why I enjoyed Wrath of the Lich King was, yeah, you had all those reputations to grind out. And there were a lot of them, right? But as you ground them out, people would start to notice your character. Like NPCs would notice when you walked by. And they'd like say things, not necessarily to you, but about you as you were walking by. Nothing like too out there or outrageous. They would just acknowledge the fact that, oh, hey, that's that person. They just, you know, I remember them. They were pretty cool. And I thought that that was neat. But it's ballooned beyond that in in a way where when you get to Warlords of Draenor, you're the one in charge of this whole expedition thing. And you're the one that's captaining this garrison. And you're the one that's like in charge. And everybody talks you up at every opportunity. And I guess that's where I kind of like I got this distaste for the whole thing because it's not fun being in charge. It's not being in charge means you're sending people out to go do things for you instead of doing the exciting things all by yourself. That's what I learned from the garrison. That's what I learned from seeing my followers walk out that front gate over and over again and me sitting there twiddling my thumbs going, gosh, I wish I had something to do that didn't involve filling a bar. <laughs> like, Do you see what I mean? I don't yeah, know. I
1: understand. I didn't do as much with garrisons as other people did. So that might be one of the reasons why it didn't really affect me.
0: Uh, yeah. Like- well, I didn't have much else to do because I wasn't in a raid guild at the time or anything. So that was it. Like, that was yeah, just it. And at that point, I don't know, I just, I've kind of like, I liked Legion because Legion seemed to kind of pull it back a little bit. Yeah, you were the High Lord or you were the member of this council or whatever, right? But it wasn't about, oh, you're the head of like everything. It was, hey, you're a pretty high to-do person in this group of people that do the same things that you do, right? Yeah, the that... problem I had there, so I played mm-hmm. a warrior. Yeah, and, and you were not,
1: canonically there was just me and a bunch of cool I yeah, dudes, you were you, know?
0: you were Odin's favorite Pokemon, and yeah, I'm sorry so... about that, but like, <laughs> yeah, with result, everybody else do, it was pretty cool. You, <laughs> you get
1: you get picked a lot. You, he throws the Pokeball with you in it a lot. He so chooses it, you, know... you often.
0: <laughs> yes, but yeah, um, but... it it. it... It felt a little bit more intimate, I guess, than it did in Warlords because you were with a bunch of people, but they were all people who were like, they did the same things that you did. So there was a camaraderie there, I guess. I don't know. It felt a little better. Battle for Azeroth is just, I, I don't know. I like it. Because you are you don't feel like you're you're the top man or anything like that. When Chandra's Feathermoon
1: gives me a quest, I know Chandra's Feathermoon is the yeah. most important person in that area. Yeah. And I am okay with this.
0: And you are working with people who are like big names canonically, you know, and you know that those people outrank you like on a substantial level. And that, I'm cool with that. Um, I'm cool with not being the top dog in charge. I don't mind being on a first name basis with like, you know, Anwin Wren or uh, Roken or whoever, right? But I, I don't know. I kind of like the whole semi anonymity thing. I liked, I liked it better as it was back in Wrath, where it wasn't people talking directly to you and asking you to do these extraordinary things. It was just if you walked by, they might whisper about you and you'd hear it. And you'd be like, yeah, that's me. That's cool. But they wouldn't, like, expect anything of you, I guess. It's that expectation that's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I could do without it. And maybe that's just me. You got anything else to add? No. Nah. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and go to another email here do, 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 do. Uh, we'll just go to the next one down the list here this is from Weaverly who's a void elf monk on Proudmoore who says Battle for Azeroth has kept me incredibly engaged so far in both story and gameplay one aspect of the expansion that's not often discussed is how visually stunning this journey has been from expansive cities with hidden details behind the smallest of columns to a mesmerizing pond where I find myself sitting lost in thought these artists deserve much more celebration for their work. With that in mind, what settings, places, and visual details have left you awestruck? This expansion and deserve shout-outs? Dazarilor.
1: Yeah. I don't and I don't play Horde very much. Um, I'm a mostly Alliance. But I first off, all three of the Horde zones are fascinatingly well designed. They're beautiful. Way, um, and Dazarilor is gorgeous, and it's different than anything else we've ever had in WoW. It's like, it takes the, the, the pyramidical Mesoamerican influenced troll cities that we've seen kind of like Zul And it says, no, this is what that should look like.
0: I was going to say, just... if you put Zul next to Dazar Lore, that's like a visual reputation or representation of just how far this game has come in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: is... that
0: pyramid that you had to like fight the trolls that were coming up yeah <laughs> you compare that to Dazar lore yeah and Dazar is just it's every time
1: I've gone there whether I'm on Horde or Alliance every time I've seen it it's just there's always something new to go whoa about it's just and the dinosaur models are astonishingly well done um, the Brutosaurs just I didn't think they could put an animal like that into WoW and they totally did uh, they've taken this, this 15 year old game and pushed it visually about as far as you can imagine. And it still runs relatively well. Uh, is just, oh my, my God. If, if they have to try to beat that in their next expansion then, and if they can pull it off, I will be in awe because Desire Lore is just that good. Boralus is good. I don't have anything against Boralus. I think Boralus is a fine city, but visually it's just predictable. It looks See, like. See, and you'd for me,
0: I love Borales on a level that I haven't loved any Alliance city in a long time because it feels like okay. I really, really love Suramar last last expansion. I thought Suramar was amazing because it was just so expansive and there was so much stuff going on. And yes, it was kind of annoying because you had to like hide from people and that kind of thing. At the same time, it felt like a living, breathing city. Right? Borales feels like they took Suramar and said, okay, what if Suramar but Alliance? Cause it's a living, breathing city. These NPCs, they walk around, they do things, they get drunk. They sit there and talk to each other. Like there's all these little vignettes and moments and things that you could observe while you're sitting. You could just sit there and people watch in Boralis, and it will be a really long time before you see people start to repeat anything. It's, it's astonishing to me how detailed that place got I don't know and 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 that's just me personally um, is there any I'm sorry I interrupted you so talk about Borales more I'm sorry
1: I was just gonna say Borales isn't as visually distinctive as desire lore uh, everything you just said now I w- I'll, I'll agree with because that was all true um but I think I like desire because it feels it feels like it's showing you something about the people who built it and the people who live in it that like and it's ancient, Bareilles... ancient, ancient yeah. history. And Borealis fe- feels like a cult here in city. It feels like what I expected it to feel like. And it, you know, there's a lot to it. Um, I like going over to the palace part and then you know, just traveling back. There's a there's a ton of stuff going on. There's actual places where people will be hostile and will attack you. There's a lot going on. I'm not saying there isn't, but Lore feels like you. It, it feels like it's saying, no, all this time you have not understood who the trolls are. You've not understood these people. This is who they are. This is who they were. This is what they built. This is what they lost in much of the rest of the world. This is the only place where they got to keep it. This is them.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing that people don't realize when they're going through to Zara Lore and that, uh, you know, you have these big monoliths, these gigantic pyramids, all of this, like, really ornate architecture and everything else. That is, like, the tiniest tiniest fraction of what the troll empire used to be because the troll empire used to be the dominating force on the planet so imagine to lore, but kalimdor and eastern kingdoms like that scale you know an
1: an invasion of the akir yeah to to break this it took like you know the, the power of an old god going full tilt to to break that empire and this is the This is the last piece of it. This is the last thing that, you know, it's just, I really think the lore deserves a ton of attention. There's a lot of other stuff. I think I've said, I haven't talked at all about the Alliance zones, which is unfortunate because I think I'm in agreement with somebody who said that Drustvar is the best zone this expansion. Oh yeah. And it might be the best zone they've done in three expansions. Um, It might be better than the Legion zones. It might be better than the warlord zones. Um, it might be better than anything we saw in Pandaria. Uh, I don't think that's really fair when you start going back to Pandaria because those are a long time ago, but it's an amazing zone and it's but at the same time I think Nazmir is really good um, I think um, oh heck I can't remember the Zoldazar the Zoldazar zone around thezaralore really good um, these they' just and I could say the same, song is just beautiful. you could I literally could just go to Storm song and just hang out. Just look at it. I mean, maybe the questing isn't as, as good in Storm Song as it is in Bar or, um, oh, bloody heck, I can't remember the name of the, the one south of Storm Song. Uh, Tear Guard one, Sound. Tear Guard Sound. I think those are, have better questing overall, but Storm Song is just gorgeous. It's just
0: beautiful to look at.
1: And that's the case for a lot of these zones. There's just a lot of really good stuff. So, yeah. okay,
0: so here's the stuff that I love that um just kind of left me a little bit agog. And, um, I made galleries out of it. There are underwater bars in Bosons. There are Tortallan underwater bars, like fully stocked bars with NPCs that are there. Like you can go in underwater and you will be able to breathe underwater. You can buy drinks. There are people there performing. Like it's all underwater, but they're there. Is there any purpose to them? No there has never been any quests that send you there there's been never been any there's no achievements that have you go out there or anything i think there was once upon a time but it got removed or whatever they're just there and And, you know
1: that kind of goes back to that very first question because you want to that's the kind of thing that i think original wow had that made the world feel big yeah places that you just had no reason to go you just
0: stumbled in and it was like what is going on here oh well logically the turtle people would have a bar down here yeah or the badlands
1: yeah the crypt in the badlands that just had a reference to conan in it it was just there and you could there was a skeleton sitting there with a sword and that was it and i remember going there the first time and you just went there because it was there you didn't go there to do anything or get anything it was just there so you just went there to see it
0: or the deserted Torin village that was on the south end of Silithus. You'd like swim mm-hmm. around yeah. the continent to get to it.
1: Or the, wasn't there like a... Oh, heck. Um, there were, they made it a thing in Cataclysm, but there used to be a troll village in Darkshore.
0: Yeah, and you'd fly just... over it. You couldn't actually like get to it. You'd just fly yeah. over it and you could see uh-huh. it if you looked down. Well, there yeah. was a way to get to it, but it involved like doing stuff and Noggin Fogger Elixir and maybe I found my way in there several times over but anyway regardless you weren't supposed to be in there it was just there it was scenery
1: (laughs) having that and having those bars kind of reminds me of that there's that feeling of the, the world is bigger not just because you're less powerful the world is bigger because there's stuff in the world that has nothing to do with you and you're not going to go there for any of your questing or your superheroic, you know, world saving because it's, th- this farm is just a farm.
0: The world exists and, and persists outside of the sphere of your immediate influence. And there's yeah, evidence exactly. of it all over the place.
1: Yeah. And that's something that that I think is something that World of Warcraft should think about bringing back. And they have done it to some degree in some of these zones. And that's really beautiful. And the zones themselves are more beautiful for having it. Having something like that, having something like the bar you're talking about makes the zones better, makes the world better, because now it, it gives it the feeling of persistence back.
0: It's like these people were here before you arrived, and they don't know who you are and don't care, and they will continue yeah. doing their thing long after you leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I like that kind of thing. That's why I kind of liked the whole... Thing with Dalaran in Wrath is like they whispered because they saw you and they recognized you but you aren't affecting them in any way you just happen to be present and the fact that you were present for a moment, that mattered to them. And then when they go home, they'll probably tell their wife or their kid about it. Hey, guess who I saw over in on, And then they'll forget about it. And maybe they'll bring it up like at the next family reunion or something. But <laughs> other than that, it's not really important. You know what I mean? It's just kind of cool. It's cool to think about. It's those little things I think about. Do we have time for one more email? Do you- I guess. You- okay. Because there's a Diablo one here. And I feel like maybe we should talk about that one. Or you should. <laughs> Uh, this one is from Peter from San Diego who says every week Rossi goes on about Diablo and I kind of want to throw a bone here. So here a question. When I play Diablo three, there's that ghost that there's that ghost. Um, is it Alaric? Is that how Alaric, you pronounce? Yeah. Alaric. Alaric, Alaric, who says only a Nephilim can enter the temple. But Leah says there've been no Nephilim for a long time, I think for a millennium, but I forget. So how come you end up being one if there haven't been any for that long? How does the ghost know that you are one? What are Nephilim? Thanks to take it easy, Peter. Okay. I'm going uh, I'm, I'm I'm to let you go here. All
1: right. Cause, uh,
0: yeah. For, okay. We're going to go we're going to try and like boil
1: a lot down here because this is a lot, but when Sanctuary, the world of the Diablo games was created, it was created by using an artifact called the world stone. And it was a group of angels and demons that stole the world stone together to create sanctuary to serve as a sanctuary. They were hiding from the war, the eternal conflict between angels and demons. They were tired of it. They didn't want to do it anymore. They were led by Anarius and Lilith. They were a very powerful angel and a very powerful demoness. And together, they created Sanctuary, and they led their followers there, and they lived in peace, and they started to fall in love. And that meant that angels and demons began having children together.
0: When when, when an angel and a demon love each other very, very much,
1: yeah, and they, they start making ch- weirdo
0: powerful babies.
1: <laughs> yeah. When they started having children, the first child that was born, um, I, think, I think his name was originally Lucian, but he's the guy that we know of as the as uh, Rachman. As in the priests of Rachma, that yeah. was the first child of an angel and a demon born, and he was enormously powerful. As were all the other. Th- nephilim
0: there's a reason why there's a whole bunch of people that like follow the guy. You yeah. know, for instance, the one of the other powerful uh, nephilim of the
1: time was a, was a guy named Bolkathos. And if you've ever played a barbarian in Diablo, you know Bolkathos is the legendary founder of their people. And he had a brother. We don't know if the brother was actually his brother or if they just thought of each other as brothers. Uh but his brother founded the Druids. So we're talking that level. These guys were so powerful they could they're practically gods. And when the angels and demons saw this, they were like, Oh, this is bad. They're, they're our children are too powerful. They're gonna they're gonna draw the attention of, of the, the hosts of heaven and hell, we're gonna get found. And they began debating, what do we do? Lilith didn't like this because part of her whole plan, this was all part of her plan, was the the Nephilim. She was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, you're not touching them, and she killed most of the, the angels and demons that were plotting against the Nephilim Anarius then punished Lilith by using the world stone to send her into another plane of existence. But then he had all these unruly children to deal with. And he's like, what am I going to do? They're, they're more powerful than I am, but I have the world stone so I can control the world around them. And so he made them in each generation born after the first generation, they would become weaker and weaker until they were just humans. Yep. That was his solution. But, the Worldstone is what was artificially keeping humans as just humans. And so in Diablo 2, when Baal corrupted the world stone and Tyrael destroyed it, that restriction Whoopsie. was lifted. And this has happened before. <laughs> yeah. During the Sin War, the the, the world stone had, was subtly coming out of tune with the world and Nephilim were being born again. And it took the sacrifice of a, new, a, a Nephilim named Odyssean Queldroma to fix it. He went and used all his Nephilim power to adjust the Worldstone so that it again made Nephilim not exist for a while. That, that
0: so basically the events of Diablo two are directly responsible for your existence in Diablo three. Yeah. Now, you were born just another
1: normal human. Your the character you're playing was born just a human. They didn't know that they were a Nephilim. But since the Worldstone has been unplugged for about twenty years As time has passed, the limiter that kept you from achieving your true power isn't there anymore. Yeah, it it wasn't
0: an instantaneous shift. It was like over time.
1: Basically, any human could become a Nephilim if they grew in power enough. But most people don't go around doing heroic things that would enable them to do that. Yeah, But when when Alaric saw you, he knew you were a Nephilim because you'd already started ripping demons in half with like your weird powers like you know you're a demon hunter or you're a a witch doctor or you're a you know a crusader or whatever you're already displaying the kind of power that nobody has displayed in centuries and so he knows that's what you are and so he he gives you a task that he knows nobody but a Nephilim can can accomplish to prove it to you he's showing you what you are he's not he doesn't give you that task because he wants to prove it to himself he knows what you are the second he sees you but he wants to clue you in yeah he's trying to get you to see what you are so that's that's how you, you end up in nephilim because the world stone was destroyed and that that makes it possible for people to become nephilim and incidentally
0: inc- incidentally this is why Imperius doesn't like you it's because you're a really gross nasty reminder that at one point in time uh angels and demons totally did the thing yes and that's inconceivable <laughs> and really yes. horrible to think about
1: as far so as gotta, he's concerned <laughs> both, both both angels and demons that haven't done it that haven't created nephilim look at it as an abomination now demons like abominations but they still see this as like what's his name um uh, asmodan even says you know nephilim creatures of sin he sees it as a Yeah sin you're that like he you're
0: like a you're like a step beyond the abominations that they usually are okay yeah. with like you're you're crossing the line even for demons.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly why Lilith wanted to do it, because Lilith understood that the origin of both demons and angels in the, the Diablo universe is this one being named Anu who split himself into Anu and Tathamet. He He basically took all the evil and corruption out of himself and split that off into a different being. And made two beings, one of which was pure, the Diamond Warrior Anu, and one of which was pure corruption. It was Tathamet, the the the, the prime evil creatures and, of light
0: and void. Go figure.
1: And that's the thing is, is that you, as an Ephem, you have both, and angels and demons don't. Angels are all pure, like descendants from from the Diamond Warrior. Demons are all pure descendants from Tathamet. You are the first beings to rec- to recombine those aspects since the original primordial Anu and as a result your potential is far greater but it also means you can be corrupted and swayed and tainted in a way that angels aren't supposed to be able to be and that's why angels is really but technically
0: technically when you look at that from that standpoint though you as a nephilim are closer to the true purpose of creation at the moment of its existence than the angels yeah. and the demons ever were mm-hmm, absolutely and that's another
1: reason they don't like you <laughs> yeah it's it's not great to be reminded that you know there's a state above them that you know they don't want to know about
0: and yeah, so at the end of reaper of souls i mean Imperius knew what was going on here but uh tyriel started to see it too yeah how and powerful these things actually were in terms of how alaric knew alaric was an
1: ephelim in life in fact Alaric was alive when the, the world Stone began turning his children and their children into just humans. Yeah. And he tried to make a deal with the demon to fix them because he didn't know any better. He didn't know what was happening. And as a result, him and him and all his people died and he got turned into a ghost, but he sees you. The moment he sees you, he recognizes you're already more powerful than the greatest Nephilim he ever knew. He even says it. Your, your strength rivals that of our greatest champions. And that's early in the game. You haven't even done half of the stuff you've done, you'll do yet when he says that. So yeah, that's that's how Alaric knew. Alaric knew because he, he recognized stuff he'd seen his entire life.
0: I'm so. wondering if the whole locking up the Worldstone and and you like imprisoning things in it and that kind of thing, all the stuff that they did with the Worldstone before it was destroyed, I'm wondering if that created kind of like an application effect when it was destroyed. So like now these things are coming back, but they're coming back stronger than before. I don't, I don't know. That's an interesting thing to think about. But and it's not something they give us Diablo 4 so we can explore that, please. And thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up there, though, because we are over time a little bit. It's okay. We were talking about Diablo. It's fine. Uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. And if you guys weren't aware uh, last week, We did have some new Patreon tiers come out and some new stuff come out, some new goals come out. Uh, You guys have qualified with your pledges. We are going to be going with a weekly lore watch which was, if we hit a certain level, I believe there is a secondary level where if we hit it we will do more of the uh, Dungeons & Dragons streams, which I'm kind of excited about that too. Um, You can check out all of that stuff by just going to patreon.com slash blizzardwatch and check out the new tiers and what they do and what they get you and those weekly lore watches will begin. When did we say those were going to begin? I think, I think next week. Yeah. Well, next week we have one coming out on the 23rd, Monday, the 23rd, there will be a lore watch. And then the following week, lore watches will be, start to be released to RSS on Wednesdays. Wednesday? So yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday uh, October 2nd is when we'll see like the first of the weekly lore watches come out. And thanks you guys for your
1: support. All right, thank you very much, Anne. Uh, Again, guys, if you have a question for this show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch, or hit up our Discord server, the Q and podcast patrons questions channel, and you can ask us questions there as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast, and we'll be here next week.